Peace and Black Power family, this is your host Raheem Shabazz and we are here for another episode of Necessary Blackness Podcast and today we have a special guest in the building ladies and gentlemen. Our special guest is no other than Amadeus Christ and he is a filmmaker out of the Bay Area. I'm talking about Oakland, California. Many of y'all have known him from his previous documentary, Out of Darkness. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Amadeus Christ to the Necessary Blackness podcast. Yo, what's good, family? What's good, what's good? Happy Man. to be here. Happy to be back. Yeah, you know what? While I was doing that intro, I was saying to myself, this is not your first time around the rodeo. You've nah. been here before. Been here before. Not only has he been yeah. here before, but um, we teamed up together to do the uh, Atlanta debut of yep. your documentary, um, Plaza Theater. Yeah, Plaza Theater. Yep. What year was that, brother? 2016. 2016, and here we are in 2023. Damn, it's a long time, right? Damn, seven years. Seven years. So Yee. in between that time, um, six years. What have you been doing? Mastering my craft, bro. Mastering your craft. Mastering craft. Uh, Some people might argue that you already mastered your craft. Nah, they say man. That, I haven't even started yet. Well, you know the saying, yet. though, right? If you got 10,000 hours of practice or on-the-job training, then that initiates you to be a master. And I'm sure you got more than 10,000 hours in. Yeah, I do. Yeah, okay. I do, but... You know what I'm saying? It's still a lot more room to grow, bro. All you know right, what I mean? all right. It's a lot more room to grow. You know, I, 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 I've been, I've been doing all of this myself, and re- recently, probably within the last like year, I really was uh, serious about adding my team members. You know mm, what I mean? Okay. So, um, but it's, you know, I got it's other projects that I'm working on. You know what I mean? So we're going to get to all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. What I want you to do, right? Because I, I, I want to talk from a filmmaker's perspective because that's the only thing that I know how to do when I'm around other filmmakers, right? Now, when you say that you've been doing this yourself, right? Yeah. A lot of people don't know, right? That you score your movie, right? Yeah. That you do your graphics. Yeah. You do your motion graphics. Yeah. You, you, you do your filming. You do your editing. Um, coloring, coloring, artwork, artwork, folly. <laughs> what what Everything. else is left that you don't Nothing. do? <laughs> you seen the credits? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so what made you? Because you 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 experience you know a significant amount of success, right? Yeah. So, what made you say to yourself, "I need to bring in the team to take it to the next level"? Um, scaling your business. You know what I mean. Okay. As a as a as an artist, as an artist, um, you gotta kind of play that game between artists and business, right? The artist doesn't really handle business most of the time. The artist is always in creative mode, creative mode, right? Absolutely. So, um, in order to scale your business and and grow your business and expand it, though, it, you need to be focused on on all business, mm-hmm. right? So it's it's hard it's hard to wear the because those are like two different hats you got to wear. You yes, know what I mean? Absolutely. And um, you know how it is, like when, you know it. It's good shaping you in the beginning, but once your business gets to a certain point, like you got to have somebody that just focuses on the business part, and that's all they do. You know oh, what I mean? Right. Like 
I'm working on this Detroit film. I'm sure we'll get to that later. But one of the um the main themes of the Detroit documentary is like we're we're kind of focusing on like um Paradise Valley, uh Detroit, nineteen forties, nineteen fifties, the auto industry, mm. Henry Ford, the assembly line. Um, you know what I mean? Where everybody just has their own specialty, mm-hmm. what they do. This person only does this one thing. He's not doing anything else but this one thing. And he just becomes a master at that. You know what I mean? And then Barry Gordy kind of took that, that model and applied it to Motown. You know Absolutely. what I mean? So, you know, I'm not an expert on Motown, but you had different people doing different things in Motown. You know what I mean? But it was just like an assembly line. Like they had one place where it is just they do nothing but music and then they go somewhere and it, somebody else's choreograph. You know what I mean? They're mm-hmm. training on. And then you got somebody else that helps with the dress. You know what I mean? And somebody else helps with the style. So it's just like everybody has their own specialty. Right. It's the same thing on on the film set. Right. You got your cinematographer. You got your lighting guy. You got your DP. You know what I mean? You got your director, you got your gaffer, you know what I mean? You got your sound guy. So um, up until this point, before I added my team, I was just doing all that stuff on my own because I literally couldn't afford to hire these people, right? Um, so it's safe to say that due to the financial success of Out of Darkness, you was able to uh, put in place a team. Yes and no. Yes <laughs> and no. Because, nah, my team... Uh, my team been riding with me. Um, you know, they from Detroit, so they used to that grind. They used to that hard gutter grind, you know what I'm saying? That stick stick it out with you in the mud okay. and, and, and and really push through it. Um But no, I still don't have a whole lot of money, bro. <laughs> I'm 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 comfortable. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I ain't starving, but I'm not I'm nowhere near where I wanna be. Mm-hmm. So that's this is the point right now in, in the business where I'm kinda relinquishing some of that control you know like they 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 give you like the 80 20 rule yeah where you um it's different 80 20 rules but basically the 80 20 rule that i'm talking about is like bringing the quality down because right now i'm like concerned about the quality the quality the quality so i'm like more hands-on with everything you know what i mean because i have to like establish the quality of the brand quality control yeah 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 well now i feel like you know, in 2022, 2023, like my brand, you know, I went through a whole rebranding process and, you know, with I got the, yeah, you know what I mean? The, the merch, merch and everything now. So, um, Listen now to the brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell them the name of the brand and the symbol and what does that symbol, uh, symbolizes. Okay. So, um, the brand is building seven, building seven media Company is my, the official name of my company. Um, the first the first logo I did got got stolen. Mm. So I had to uh think of another uh image to represent my company. And at the time I created this logo, um, the seven with the snake, I was real heavy into Dogon, to the Dogon. I was reading Pale Fox. Okay. Um most recently I got into um conversations with Olga Tameli. Okay. Um so this the the seven the seven represents uh spiritual perfection and it mm. also represents the seventh uh nomo if anybody knows anything about the dogon the seventh nomo was the master of speech but basically the snake um is medunetter the snake represents um to say and then the snake has a hand 
in it and the hand represents um to give right so and the snake also represents the word it's like a vibration, right? Because if you look at it, you look at a sine wave, and it is, looks like a like mm-hmm. an S, right? Like a, um, you know what I mean? Like a like an undulating snake. So it's basically, you know, it, it has a deep, deep metaphorical meaning, but yeah. it's basically word, vibration, sound, speech. You know what I mean? And then the seventh nomo in the Dogon uh, cosmology, the, the seventh nomo was the master's speech. You mm. know what I mean? And then you had the eight and the, the you know the eight represents new beginning, but oh. um, yeah, it's basically just it's a lot of symbolism yeah, yeah, yeah. when you're dealing with the snake. Even yeah. when you look at the emergency sign where they have the snake, you know, going like this. Yeah, and it represents the kundalini spirit. The yeah, spirit, the spine. Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of correlation with that. Yeah. So when we come back, I want you to take us into out of darkness. Okay. Right? Yep. For those that are in darkness, we're going to pull them out of that, right? Yep. And we're going to deep dive into that. But what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick commercial break. And for those that are watching this as a video, we're going to show you a snippet of the trailer to Out of Darkness. So stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. This is Raheem Shabazz. And if you're just joining us, we got the one and only Amadeus Christ. He's in the building. See, when you were born, that's just a different awareness. That's an awareness of a consciousness that already existed. He's now becoming, it is now becoming aware and is still gaining knowledge. With each stage of consciousness that we would evolve into, it required a death to the previous stage of consciousness so that you could rise up into another level of manifestation. To us, there is no concept of death. There is no death. There is only a continual rebirth. The body decays and returns back to Earth, but you're not your body. You are your consciousness. You are the spiritual energy that still exists is being part of a continuous cycle of beginnings and endings. A life that can neither be created nor destroyed. So if you can't be destroyed, only transform from one state to another. Now you're in the next phase of this eternal life that each and every one of us has. And so we understood life to be a constant and consistent process of of life, death, and resurrection. resurrection the original mythological story where the father gets killed the wife brings him back to life but while he's still dead she gets impregnated and produce a child this is the world's first story of a virgin birth and this child has come forth as the savior of the world to resurrect his father's life, to resurrect the life of his family. What you're seeing is the family as the image of God. The Holy Trinity was actually God, woman, and man. These stories and concepts that predate the biblical narratives by over a thousand years, 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back in the building with our special guest, no other than Amadeus Christ. And before we took our quick non-commercial break, because you know ain't nothing commercial around here, we was talking about out of darkness, right? So what I'm going to have this brother do is pull you out of darkness and put you mm. into the light. Mm. We want to put you into the light. We're going to educate you, right? Because when you look at the word education and you look at the etymology of that word, right? It says aducere, which means to bring out what is already there. So we're going to tap in with the brother Amadeus Christ. And if you haven't seen his documentary, he is definitely tapped in with the master teachers. So can you tell people... What is the concept of Out of Darkness, the film? It's uh, it's multiple. Um, the, the main thing is bringing our people out of darkness, right? Okay. Me- meaning, darkness meaning they sleep, mm-hmm. right? I'm not going to use the whole wake, wake ter- terminology, woke okay. terminology, but basically bringing people out of a dark place, mm-hmm. which, is, which is black culture. You know what I mean? And, 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 and showing in the light. You know what I mean? But it also represents a metaphysical thing where everything comes out of the blackness. Mm. You know what I mean? Like the whole melanin space and, you know what I mean? Black sea, black dot. Everything, everything coming out of the blackness. Um, it also represents for me on a, like a personal level, just me dealing with, um, just being like, what I would consider to me being like in a dark place, not like a depression or anything mm-hmm. like that, but just being in a place where I know I can improve. You know what I mean? I know there's space for me to improve my life. You know what I mean? Um, being being kind of like, and, and this is how I ended up in Georgia. You know what I mean? Being taken away from California, being taken away from everything I knew and love and you know what I mean? My family and being, having to relocate into a whole nother state on the other side of the country. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Not really my choice and having to like figure this out and kind of dig my way and try to find my way back. Like I'm still trying to get back home, but you know, I got kids, so I, I got to do what's best for my kids. You know so what I mean? that's what all the darkness represents for you. Yeah. For me on a personal level. You know what I mean? Now, there's several grandmaster teachers, some very interesting people. Uh-huh. Um, the subject matter goes into a lot of the teachings from yeah. Kemet, mm-hmm. from, from Egyptology. Mm-hmm. Um, let individuals know who are some of those prominent people that are featured in your documentary. Okay, so the first one is narrated by Professor Kaba Kamane. Mm-hmm. Um, we got Tony Browder in there. We got Atlantis Browder in there. We got uh, Dr. Claude Anderson in there. We got Dr. Joy DeGruy in there. We got the almighty uh, Professor James Small in there. We got Taj Tariq Bay, And we also got Sabir Bay, mm. And we also got Tim Wise in there. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting choice. Yeah. Tim Wise. Yeah. Now, why Tim Wise? Tim Wise was, uh, I didn't really plan for him to be in it. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't like I wrote down like everybody that I want and Tim Wise was on my original list. But at the time, um, he was really popular speaking and, um, 
I just ran into him like everybody else that was in the film. I would just go to their speaking engagement. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Tim Wise just happened to be in town, ran up on him, went to one of his lectures, listened to his lectures, you know, um, and just ran up on him afterwards and just say, hey, you got like 10, 15 minutes to speak. I'm a young college student doing a film, racism, white supremacy. The reason why I chose Tim Wise was because a lot of the time, like our people, unfortunately, need to hear something come out of a white person's mouth. The, 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 the white man ice is cold. You know what I mean? We just need to hear it because it's like, it's one thing when we're talking about racism, white supremacy, mm-hmm. and then it kind of seems like, well, you just, you guys are just imagining this and crying about it and it, it's not really real, but having like a quote unquote white person saying it and, and validating it, like we needed to hear that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Sometimes it, it got to come from a, that's just how we are, bro. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Now, Tim Wise, to me, he's an interesting person. Mm-hmm. Um, when he first came across my radar, I, mm-hmm. like you, listened to a lot of what he was saying. I was like, wow. You know, um, there's very few uh, John Browns yeah. that are on cold. Yeah. And um, when you, you get one, particularly of, you know, another uh, ethnicity, yeah. it's always good to look at him. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? But... Um, he made his position on reparations and it was certain little things that he say where I'm just like, mm, you might be a suspected mm. racist and, uh, and white supremacist. You know mm. what I mean? But, you know, we still out on that. I just don't agree with his uh, statement on reparations. You know, um, if you speak and talk about the harm that been visited upon those who are descendants of the most um, egregious act of brutality visit upon humanity yeah. and you don't feel like they deserve reparations, then everything else you're doing is just talking. You mm. know? So that that's my thing with him. But you put him in the movie. Um, he's in there as well as several other prominent people. Um, what has been the reception because I know, you know, you, you, you did your uh, screening here. Then yeah. from there, you went all around the country. Yeah. What has been the reception? Positive. Positive, positive, positive. Um, now we're in, we're through the second film. Okay. I, I, you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. I really didn't know how big it was until I just got back from New York. This time? This, this like last month. Oh, okay. I was in New York for the happy event. And um, it was just like a surreal moment because people didn't believe that I was me. You know what I mean? They're like, I'm a day like you. you that's really you? Like, yeah, you. Ah, every, like, they were like, everybody knows who you are. And I was like, really? They're like, no. Every, like, this lady, um, she was like, my grandmother, she, she's like, my grandmother doesn't even watch documentaries or movies or anything. She doesn't yeah. even watch TV. She was like, my grandmother's the only thing she watched is Amadeus Christ and Dr. Francis Quest Wilson. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? And I was like, damn. And then other people was like telling me, um, yeah, uh, Out of Darkness is on Peacock. And I didn't even know it was on Peacock. You didn't know it was I didn't on even Pe- know it was on Peacock. You didn't know? Nah. Uh-uh. How how was your movie on Peacock? Oh, because you di- did the deal, the distribution. I did a, yeah, I did a distribution deal. Um, October twenty one. Okay, three year distribution deal. So it's it's still like going to platforms like. And also yeah. let let it be known, 
You was also on Revolt. I was also on Revolt. We did a three-year deal with Revolt back in 20, 2020, yeah. So I think 2021, yeah. it, it played for like the first like two weeks, like crazy nonstop on yeah, Revolt TV. Yeah, I remember, yeah. I remember. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, before we went on our quick commercial break, we was talking about filmmaking. We was talking about Out of Darkness. And um, I was talking about the brother Amadeus and how we all know individuals. Everybody knows somebody, right? But it's another thing to witness someone's miraculous rise in greatness, you know what I mean, from their humble beginning. And I remember when the brother first came to Atlanta and how we hooked up. And he was telling us the story. How, how did that happen again? So, so when I first got here, I went to uh, Greenbrier, right, Greenbrier Mall. Uh, went to Madu Books. Okay. Talked to Nia. Sister Nia. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So I put a couple uh, copies in there. And she, she told me about you first. Because mm-hmm. I, I seen Elementary Genocide up there. And she was like, oh, yeah, you got to uh, hook up with Ra- Brother Raheem, Raheem Shabazz. I don't think she had your number, though, or she couldn't find it or something like that. But she didn't, she couldn't find your number or something like that. But then right after that, I went to uh, Marcus. To Nubian bookstore, yeah, and uh, put some joints in there. And Marcus uh, told me he was like, "Oh, you got to hook up with Brother Raheem." So, uh, two so people I, in one day. I must be popular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I called you from the um, I called you in the parking lot from from Nubian bookstore. Yeah, and then he super cool, super good energy. He was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Just hit me up when you' ready. You know what I'm saying? And did we pull up that day, or was it? It was like day? maybe that day, or like two a couple a few days later. Yeah, it yeah, wasn't, yeah. It wasn't long after that. But you just did, gave me the tour, drove me around Atlanta, you know what I'm saying? Told me the different spots to get the DVD, yeah. you know what I mean? I ended up getting it a couple more um, spots at uh, Low Five Points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You piece, know that brother transition? Yeah, piece of the brother yeah. that transition, Luxor, Luxor. Because you told me about him and I got yeah. mine in there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. transition uh, not too long ago. But um, yeah, man. So you you kind of gave me the the my introduction to Atlanta, bro. And then you asked me, you was like, brother, I need to do a a, a screening. I said, yeah, right, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm 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 gonna help you. I'm gonna show you how to do it. Yeah. We we'll do it the same place I did mine. Yeah, at the Plaza. And you did yours at the Plaza. Man, a lot nice. of people came out. That was nice. Yeah. Very successful, man. Yeah. And this is why it's always good, man, to um help individuals because you never know where they're gonna be at on their journey. The brother's on Revolt. He's on Peacock. So I might have to tap in and get on Revolt yo, Peacock. Yo, I'm still I'm still in my humble beginning stages. You know what <laughs> but, but 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 what's unique about it is that um you did that, you know what I mean, and you continue to put out documentaries. Yes. You know what I mean? And ever since that day, man, we um we always kept in contact. Absolutely. You know, and it's always good as a filmmaker to um be able to tap in with another filmmaker, right? So by me doing that for him, one day we was right here, same place, yeah. same time. Yeah. And I was like, brother, that animation that you be doing, he was like, oh, the parallel effects. I yeah. said, yeah, man, yo, I need to get that. He said, ah, man, that's easy. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's easy for you. <laughs> <laughs> yo, I'm talking about he literally... For about two, three hours, sat here, showed me how to do it. Nah, nah. And then he was like, all right, you got it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And I kept practicing and practicing. 
I remember and that. And lo and behold, I remember when that. I did uh, Elementary Genocide 3, yeah. you're going to see a lot of parallel effects, right? And what that does is that increases the production value. Yeah. It looked like I had some money there. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So I knew it worked when I had several people say, yo, man, I like this documentary. Yeah. This one, this is the one. You know, I like one and two, but this one right here, and it was like, yo, so who edited it? <laughs> who edited it? I did. You know what I mean? Hey. But it was those parallel effects, some little, I ain't going to tell you all the sauce he gave me. But yeah, man, so I, I, I really appreciate I, that. I just man. showed you one little thing, bro. You ran you ran yeah, with I that. Ran and with you, it. You, you put your own little sauce on it. Yeah. And, 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 and you, you know what I'm saying? But he, we was talking about some new things today. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, that's coming down the pipeline. We ain't, we ain't putting that out yet. Nah. Y'all got to witness that in cinema. You know, because yeah. we start talking about it, everybody will start doing it. Yeah. So listen, the documentary filmmaking, you know, it's going to um be solidified that you left your mark in that, right? As far as cinema, any full features, anything else you're going to be doing? Maybe like, you know, high budget commercials or something? Uh-uh, bro. I'm working on a big, big project, bro. Like I've been I've I'm working on something that I've been developing since 2012. Mm. Actually, like out of darkness and heavy as a crown is all just practice. You know what oh, I mean? Wow. This is like the project that I'm talking about is the motivator for me doing all the documentaries. Like the documentaries mm. is just the research for mm. this this IP intellectual property. Um but it's a big project. It's gonna it's gonna it's gonna be um uh, I'm I'm aiming for it to be um, 16 books, mm-hmm. uh, a video game that'll probably come out in four parts, and um, 64 episodes of like uh, like a Netflix style series. Oh wow! Right, like that will span eight eight seasons. Mm. So it's like an eight to ten year project. You know, production wise. Oh wow! Um, I see why you said uh, the documentaries was practice. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but I don't know if it's gonna be a feature film yet, or if it's gonna be animation. Mm. But the animation will be like CG animation. It won't be like Disney. I mean, yeah. I might do it like a Disney version, but it would be something where it's utilizing like the new technology, where you know, where this AI and stuff is going because. Right now, bro, I don't know if you, they got programs to where I could film you running down the street with my camera, bring that into the computer and take a 3D character that I created and literally drag and drop that character onto you and it'll make the character, you know what I mean? Like Do everything that I did. Do everything that you did. It's just drag and drop. Mm. So if that's where we are now and the the technology is just, no. It's ramping up like every day, bro. Um, by the time I'm really ready to do this project, I got I got a Detroit project that I'm working on. What's the name of the Detroit movie? Detroit project is called Walk Through the Valley. Walk and through right the valley. now, um, we're looking at probably right now it's a two part film, but we're looking to probably expand it into like a four part mm. series. Okay, you know what I mean? Just because it just I've been really working on this Detroit thing since like 2016. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. remember. So, um, 
But now with the, with the new technology, like I'm glad that I didn't put it out prior because with the technology now, it's like, oh, I could do everything that was restrictive at, in the beginning. Uh, like there's some st- stuff that I couldn't have done without doing a, um, you know, like a recreation. Yeah. You know what and I mean? Then, and then what it does is too, it'll speed up the production time. Yeah. You know, yeah. and production time. Yeah. And see, that's that's one of the things, right? And and you you seem like to be the master of, and and this is like to my fault. Like, I'll say, yeah, I'll be done in six months because I'm in the editing process, yeah. and then I do everything in my power to be done in six months. And then usually, it don't happen like that. It, it never happens mm-hmm. like that because you can't rush creativity. Right. You know what I mean? And you are a creative person to yeah. the effect of it could take you two, three more years. Or six. Or six. <laughs> you know what I mean? To get it out. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. but now that you got the team in effect, man, I think that um we should get one every other year, man. Well, well, yeah. The reason the six year gap between Out of Darkness and Heavy is the Crown wasn't just film stuff, bro. Yeah. I had a lot of personal stuff fatherhood issues you know stuff with my son you know what i mean like really stuff that i can't really i would love to talk about (laughs) yeah but i can't nah some things is personal you you know what i mean yeah but um plus my grandma had passed in like 2018 like right when i had started working on the film so it was just like a lot of personal that's that's why i say the outer darkness for me had a different context you yeah, know what i mean because it was absolutely. really me trying to work myself out of this place mm-hmm. you know what i mean and just get to a place where i could just be peaceful and just work you know what i mean but um at, but at the same time building up my skill set learning all these additional things that you know that i needed to learn to perfect my craft you know what i mean all right heavy is the crown yep Tell me about that movie. You know, when I, when I, I, I seen it, I, it's a phenomenal movie. Yeah. Let me tell you, it's a phenomenal movie. What was the inception for you to make that movie? And, um, what's behind it? Heavy as a Crown was, was, was mainly inspired by my trips to Kimmet with Tony. Okay. Tony uh, Browder. Tony Browder. So I did one trip with him in 2016. Where we went, we did the study tour, mm-hmm. right? The, the two week study tour. And then, um, he's doing a dig over there too. He's restoring a temple tomb from the 25th, 26th dynasty. Oh, wow. Over there in South, uh, Asasif, mm. um, over there in the West Bank, uh, a Luxor. So I stayed with him for a, another week after the study tour had left. We did it, uh, a, a, a week on the dig site and then. After that, we did a week. We hooked up with Renoko Rashidi. We mm. did a week in Sudan. Rest in peace to that brother. Yeah, Renoko Rashidi. Um, real cool, real cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so we went to Sudan, Meroe, Kerma, El Kuru, you know, um, everything. So um, I really wanted to dig into the religious piece. Mm. Because I felt like that was, that's one of the most important pieces mm-hmm. is the spiritual piece. Because if we don't have the spiritual peace of mind, how we, how are we going to do anything? You know Absolutely. what I mean? So, um, you know, and then the whole religion thing, like I grew up uh, Baptist, Christian, you know what I mean? And then that was one of the most profound things when I came into this knowledge was actually figuring out that we had 
pretty much, you know, Christianity is an African religion that Europeans took over. You know what I mean? And, and watered down. And colonized. Colonized it. it like they did everything else. So I really wanted to tell that story and I really wanted to like make it almost like for kids, almost mm-hmm. like with the colors and the animation and, you know, the battle between Heru and Set with the, you know, with the lightsaber, fi- fire swords, not lightsabers, mm-hmm. fire swords. Um, I really wanted to, uh, and then show these images of, um, the people of ancient Kemet, but look like how they're supposed to look with yeah, dark absolutely. skin, like, absolutely. like us, you know what I mean? So those images were just really powerful to kids. And the feedback that I get from the adults is just like, yeah, I watch this with my kids and we have dinner and we discuss this. And the kids is just really glued to the images. And we did a, um, we did a, um, we did a presentation in, in Detroit at an elementary school called Dawson Elementary. And we did a thing called, uh, shout out to my, my business partner, Toby Tan. So we did a thing called, um, learn and earn where we would act. And these are hood kids from Schoolcraft. Yeah. So we would ask them, like, we would show a couple minutes of the film, ask them questions. Whoever mm-hmm. got the answer right, they get money. So. Mm. You know, after the first time, everybody's hands was shooting up. They was yeah. answering the questions like better than the adults mm. were. You know what I mean? And it just goes to show you like the power of the images. But two, when when kids are incentivized, they'll you know what I mean? They'll, they'll show you. It. They'll learn. They'll show you yeah. what they're capable of. You know what I mean? If it's interested and the subject matter looks like them, you know what I mean? They're all in. And it also goes to show you, money make the world go around. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. So, um, so that was basically the inspiration. Like I had all of that footage from Kimmit. Uh, and then I went back to Kimmit in 2019 mm. with Tony Browder again for another week. So it was those two trips to Kimmit, Sudan. Oh, uh, and then the first, in 2016, I went to, uh, I went to Italy, went to the Vatican, went all around Rome. You know what I mean? So I just really, Got all of that and just mix it all together, and it just it really came out dope. And that's that you haven't even seen the whole film, yeah, because it's a whole nother volume that's about to come out. Volume three, volume two, volume two. Oh, it's gonna be volume two of yeah. Heavy is the Crown. Heavy is the Crown. Okay, because Heavy is the Crown isn't Out of Darkness Part Two officially. It's yeah. just like another installment in the Out of Darkness series. Like oh. there, there will be eventually an Out of Darkness Two. Yeah, like official out of darkness too, but this is this this is just kind of like its own thing that has to do with spirituality and religion. Okay, you know what okay. I mean. But there's a lot of history in there too, and the thing you know, the thing that makes Heavy as a Crown so special is that all the artwork, like all of the uh, figures and the metal nature and the the uh, uh, judgment scene and all those characters and stuff. Like I, I literally hand drew them, colored them. You know, it made it to where all the hands and arms and move and elbows yeah. and all of that stuff. You know what I mean? So that's what really what took a lot of time yeah. was was doing the artwork. You know what yeah, I mean? That's but, a lot of time. Yeah. Great time spent, man, to yeah. make such a masterpiece. Yeah. So traveling with uh, Tony Browder, yeah. whether it was in Italy or going to Egypt and yeah. Kemet, right? I know that has to have a profound effect on you. Because it's one thing to travel and see the world, yeah. right? That that's that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. But when you're in the presence of a grandmaster teacher, yeah. like who can do that? You know what I we mean? Were Not getting... too many people can do that. Yeah. What was that like for you? 
uh, it was it made all the difference in the world because you can go to Egypt and see everything, but you don't get the context. Mm. You know what I mean? And then you have the people over there. They don't really know the history like they should be telling it to you. They're going to tell you a different version. You know what I mean? But when you go with somebody like Tony Browder, bro, and, and they're, they're putting everything in the context and. You go out to this temple, and then we get back to the hotel, then we have a lecture that night of everything that we just saw, and he's breaking down all the symbolism, and you know what I mean? It's just laying it all out for you. Mm-hmm. It's just, it, you need that. It's like a, it's like a, um, it's like a pilgrimage. You okay. know what I mean? Like going to Kemet is like, it's like a pilgrimage that I feel like every, every African needs to take, you know, every African, even, even on the continent. You yeah. know what I mean? You got to go to Kemet just to see because that's like our classical African civilization. That's like our high point or one of them. You know what I mean? But and Now, you said something that was profound. You yeah. was like, they over there don't even know the history. Yeah. And recently, uh, Kevin Hart, yeah. you know, was speaking candidly about yeah. our history and how yeah. we need to learn our history and know about Egyptology yeah. and Kemet. And um, they got mad. And oh. for whatever reason, his shows in Egypt oh, got canceled. That's not even the half of it. Do you know about that? Yeah. They got oh, okay. a group over there. I've had skirmishes with them. They actually got one of uh, Taki uh, from Happy was doing an event. Uh, he was supposed to be doing a big conference out over there? there in Egypt. Yeah. Oh and, wow. And, and and yeah, whatever group this is, they're like some type of. They don't like Afro. They're called like the Afrocentric debunkers or something like that. Yeah. And they just, they was making death threats and yeah, it was a it was a big thing, bro. And they had to shut down that event. And uh, you know what I mean? There's a lot more behind it that I no, could yeah. tell. Yeah. You know what I mean? But. Yeah, and then they tried to interrupt one of my live streams that I did with Tony. You oh know what wow! I mean? They was I had a had my moderators block. Yeah, because we got calls from Egypt saying, "Hey, these guys are going to interrupt your show." You know what I mean? Be on the lookout for these guys. They're gonna yeah, they're trolls. Oh wow! You know what I mean? But you got to take that stuff seriously because you know what I mean. Yeah, you're in you're a different in a country, country. You know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. When you go over there, though, when you when we do the study tours, we got like armed security, security bro. Yeah. Like they they got AKs and everything. They're not playing. But there's other times when we don't have that. You know what I mean? So, yeah. you, you know, you when somebody make that death death threats, it's you gotta take you it gotta serious. take it seriously. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Especially if they're in another country, you don't know who these people are. Da, 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 da. But yeah, they have a big issue with um the what they call Afrocentric version of history it's an afrocentric version of the truth is what they don't want yeah but this is to let y'all know ladies and gentlemen man having knowledge of self being conscious is not for the faint of heart (laughs) like your life will be threatened like you will live in obscurity your family your friends will denounce you Because they have been colonized and and, and indoctrinated to the point of no return. All right. So is there anything that I didn't ask you, I should have asked you, or anything that you want to say in your last closing words? No, we good. I think we we covered covered it. You know what I mean? Um, Outofdarknessfilm.com is where you could uh, get the film. It's Out of Darkness and Heavy as Crowns pretty much streaming on every major platform from Amazon Prime to Google to YouTube to Vudu to Tubi. You can watch it for free. Mm -hmm. Out of Darkness, the first one is on Peacock. 
uh as of about a month ago so it's on every we got the merch we got the hats i got socks i got slides you know what i mean um heavy is a crown volume two is coming soon and we got the uh detroit film walk through the valley that's coming soon all right man i'll be looking forward to seeing that man make sure y'all visit this brother's website make sure y'all run it up man and support him this is Raheem Shabazz, and we in the building with Amadeus Christ. Let's get it. Let's go. Yee. Salute. Catch you guys on the next one.